Hi there, this is Will Green, and this is the Channel Islands Business Podcast. On today's show, we're having a chat with Fiona Lepedvin from the International Stock Exchange. We're talking green finance. What does it mean, and where are we going next? Here's Fiona. Green finance is a way of financing what we need to do to fix climate change or mitigate the risks of climate change to the extent we can. It means a lot of things to a lot of people. A lot of people look at social impact of what climate change is doing to society as well. So there are, you know, there's a real wide range of things. Is capitalism going to be the only way to solve the climate change, what some people call an emergency? I think, I think it's certainly becoming an emergency and I think what's been good is the amount of coverage that green finance and climate change is now receiving and how it is front of mind for almost everybody on the planet, whatever their view, is really starting to come to the fore. We've been working in a sense in clean tech and renewable energy and green finance for years, certainly in the Channel Islands. In terms of what Guernsey's doing, um, we're very much looking at financing any projects that create a positive environmental impact. Guernsey as a jurisdiction has a number of products now in the green finance space. And at the exchange specifically, we've set up Ties Green. And what that really is, is a market segment um, of, of the official list of, of um of securities, uh, which is dedicated to green finance, and what it really does is raise visibility of those products. So they might be bonds or investment funds or trading companies that operate in some environmental space, uh, which are creating a positive environmental impact. Uh, For example, we've had investment funds in the wind farm and solar space for a very long time, so we're actually really good at this. But during the financial crisis, my impression was very much renewables was the thing of the day, you know, the the trend of the day. And then suddenly, when everybody lost all their money, they sort of backed away from it almost um, and said, well, we we just need to recoup our losses. Let's just invest in everything that looks good. Um, Whereas now it's very taken very much more seriously and it is a genuine asset class and people have realized that you can actually get an income from things that have a positive impact for society so if i was an investor in green finance green project am i going to get a better return or as good a return if i invest in a solar project is it going to be a more long-term return or if i invested in oil is that a stranded asset for example So I think that's a really important point that you make. I think the attractiveness of green finance uh, has come to the fore because people have realised actually you can make a financial return and do something good for the planet at the same time, which is obviously attractive to hopefully most people, certainly to me. But we need to think very carefully, not just about how we fund positive projects for climate change but also how we manage what I call and a lot of people call the sustainable transition. So how do you get from for example fossil fuels to full decarbonisation in a as quick a time as possible without having those kind of stranded assets. The oil industry for example has been one of the worst performing sectors in the last year, you know share prices are down all that sort of stuff. 
people are divesting rapidly and making a big point of it, you know, publicly, some of the large companies have said this. I can I can see the logic of that, but actually, are we going to get to the point where we divest so much that we we can't we can't suddenly drop off fossil fuels and move to 100% solar? That's just not physically possible at the moment. What we need to do is do it in the most well managed way in the shortest amount of time, and that means that the transition has to be gradual but fast at the same time, which is actually quite difficult to achieve. But if if everybody divests of all fossil fuels today. We're going to have a lot of social problems, people out of jobs uh, globally, um, you know, and, and, and people without light and heat, frankly. So we have to do as much as we can. And do you think that ch- obviously the Channel Islands experience financial services sector is about uh, getting investment, getting capital and funneling that into projects? Is that switch now going to be from capital investment into green projects? And is that a growing market for the Channel Islands? Indeed, could it be potentially worth billions and billions of pounds for the Channel Islands? I think that, yes, what we do well in the Channel Islands is the facilitation of capital flows from one place to another to get the money that is required into the right place. And that's across all asset classes. But yes, we're now concentrating on green finance and trying to grow the amount of capital that is directed in that way. And I think there's got to be a lot of standardisation. So where you see in the EU, um, the you know, the green taxonomy, um, that's going to just constantly be changing. All of these standards are going to keep changing. And the challenge for the Channel Islands is to be at the table as those things change. You know, we're part of the UNFC4S, the Finance Central Centres for Stability. We're at a lot of these forums and we're actually contributing to, to, to helping raise awareness, but also the standards around green finance because one of the things that I often talk about when I'm presenting you know about ties green is the the risk of greenwashing so we cannot be a center for greenwashing so investments that purport to be green that actually aren't how how do we regulate that how do we make sure that that doesn't happen that is something that we've addressed through the third party verification we ask for for example um, when we're verifying bonds that come onto the market badged as green and looking at jersey as well what's the green market like there I think Jersey are making really good progress and obviously Ties Green is a Jersey product as well as a Guernsey product, it's an international product so um, you know uh, the four bonds that we got actually came from a Jersey sponsor so that's already sort of taking shape but Jersey has gone down the sort of SRI route, the social responsible investment and I think again that reflects Jersey's history as well in a lot of these asset classes so not just the green finance but the social impact so we have a number of um, social housing funds or investment vehicles for example Um, some of those have come out of Jersey and again Jersey finance have been using those to promote social impact and that positive social impact for actually quite a few years now they're managing to corral that into a movement on SRI in the same way Guernsey has with green finance. It can only be a good thing. And actually taking a slightly different tack to Guernsey is good because as the Channel Islands, we've got a really well-rounded offering. So I think, you know, we're actually, we've actually got a huge amount to offer as the Channel Islands beyond our size and scale. And the work that both Guernsey and Jersey are doing is, is hugely important. And we might be small, but actually... Um, something else that I say is, you know, we've all got to make our own difference. We need to 
have the, the lights in the office here which switch off when you walk out of the room and we've got to recycle and all those things, the small things we can do ourselves. But equally, the islands have an opportunity to create that multiplier effect and be able to get that capital to where it's needed as quickly as possible and as visibly as possible. So I think we've got a huge part to play and it's, it's great to be a part of that sort of personally for me as well. Thanks for listening and don't forget you can now find the Channel Islands Business Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Mm-hmm.